You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. This episode is made possible by Oklahoma Medicine. We really enjoyed the lavender and eucalyptus topical one-to-one salves, and they are such a staple product for us. I literally use their salve for everything, like my lower back, bug bites, shoulder pain, rashes, and so many other things. My favorite use for the salve is for my feet on a really long work day. And having my massage therapist rub it into my sore shoulders. That sounds so bomb, Zob. If you guys haven't tried their salve, we highly recommend it. There's more than one use for it, and the tub literally lasts forever. Retweet! Now, let's get back to the episode. On today's episode, we speak with the founder of Kind Lab, which is a plant-based radical wellness company specializing in CBD solutions for women over 45. Kind Lab has developed potent and powerful solutions formulated with organic, CBD-rich hemp extract and plant-based ingredients that work with and for a woman's body. Ladies, this will be a great episode. Now, please welcome Angela Arena to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here with us today over the phone, Angela. We appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. So... so Angela, before we dive into the company itself, can you tell us a little bit like about when your first time to use cannabis was and what that was like? Sure. You know, everyone always makes fun of me because I'm very much like a grade A rule follower. When like Mr. T and Nancy Reagan told me to say no to drugs and probably dating myself, <laughs> I took that very seriously. So I was always like, you know, if the government said marijuana is illegal, it must be like really, really bad, right. mm-hmm. um, which is all fun and games until I had like just crippling anxiety-induced insomnia and I was just getting crushed. I hadn't slept for weeks and my husband kept badgering me to try marijuana and I wouldn't do it and, you know, wine and I went through Tylenol PM, I went through everything and nothing worked well. Like I always felt awful during the day or... You know, at night, it just really wasn't making a difference. So um, so finally, he convinced me. I took this, like, tiny little toke out the bathroom, bathroom window. It was so pitiful. <laughs> and got into bed, fell right asleep, and woke up with my alarm. And I couldn't believe I slept through the night. I woke up, and my husband's, like, looking at me, like, going, like, yay! <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing, I'm sure. But, and it was just, it just shocked me. So I was like... Now there's no way because the whole day I was like fine I could work I was like awake and alert to make decisions I was good to go same next night same thing next night same thing and I was just so blown away by the fact that I was literally about to go to my doctor and I knew they were going to give me Ambien or Trazodone mm-hmm. or something like send me down a path I just really really didn't want to go and uh, you know all I could think of was like why about this um, you know why are why is there such a big stigma around this, which makes people like me not want to choose this natural option that is clearly very, very effective. And that experience was really like, I always say that, you know, that was the start of my radicalization is, you know, really understanding the root behind prohibition, which is, has like a lot of really racial injustice. Like there's a lot behind that. That's really 
more of the motivation to have it be legal than the plant itself, certainly. Right. And so, mm-hmm. and then just, you know, why isn't this no longer acceptable? It was in the U.S. pharmacopoeia for, you know, century and used by humans in, you know, ritual and in medicine for centuries. Exactly. Like, why is it the problem now? So, you know, after I successfully used cannabis to solve a bunch of my ills, it just kind of snowballed into me making products and sharing them and the whole thing and just really trying to help other women understand that there are natural solutions. You don't yeah. have to either suck it up mm-hmm. or, you know, go to pills if you don't want to. I love that yeah. it was from your personal experience that made you want to do all of that. Yeah. I feel like it makes it definitely more something that you can speak to and are more passionate about when it comes from firsthand experience, mm-hmm. especially when you did have crippling insomnia for such a long time and it was just something you thought you had to get used to or, you know, nothing was helping. And then all of a sudden something that was not allowed, you found therapy and something that was natural, which is so cool. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. so I have to say, Brandon and I were looking through your website and we saw the pictures of you. And before we dive deeper, you were absolutely stunning and we love your hair. <laughs> You're so beautiful. <laughs> we just had to say that. <laughs> Um, Thank you. You're welcome. But so do you have a cannabis routine during the day? And if so, what does that look like? You know, I am obviously all in on cannabis. Um, I take it during the day to help me with, you know, stress that during COVID has really just kind of, you know, gone to the next level and really, you know, become like a lot of anxiety. Um, So I use it during the day to help me with that. At night, same thing. I have, you know, that thing where the little hamster and the wheel and hey let's think about things mm-hmm. that the horrible yes. things that could happen tomorrow that aren't yes. going to happen you know the catastrophizing or like let me think about something really embarrassing i said in fourth grade <laughs> you know <laughs> yes it's real it's just like the worst way to lie in bed so i'm like why am i thinking about these things so i use it um you know i pop gummies at night to help me sleep um and then i use it a lot for my body as well i use it in skincare I was one of those lucky people that just like, never grew out of acne. So I use it to help really balance my skin at night um, as well as I'm exercise to me is very much like mental health. So mm-hmm. I go to the gym every day and unfortunately I'm like kind of uncoordinated. So I end up <laughs> needing it just for <laughs> my knees, muscle pulls, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I use it topically as well. I mean, thank God I own the company because I like <laughs> That's hilarious. That's real. So do you mix any, because I know you're big into CBD. Do you mix any THC into your routine as well or are you strictly CBD? No, I mean, CBD, I am really, really sensitive to THC. Okay. Um, that means I need like very, very little. Mm-hmm. And there's a very fine line between like enough to help get rid of my pain or help me sleep to getting me to the point where I call it seeing bunny rabbits, where like things just go sideways. So I will mix THC in. Generally, if it's during the day, I'm very microdose. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm, I really don't drink. Drinking gives me horrific hangovers and I've just kind of like given up. Um, so if I'm going out and I just kind of want to re- like relax a little bit and kind of decompress, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll have like a milligram or two of THC adding that to the CBD I do have a bulging disc in my back. That's really acting up. Like if I had to, you know, sit down for a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, a car ride or something like that, I'll take it at night to help me sleep and to get rid of some of that nerve pain at night. So I do mix in THC. I just personally have to be a little bit more careful about it because I am one of those people where my 
which is one of the reasons also that I was so reluctant to try it for sleep. And I was having that issue with insomnia is that I'm just very sensitive. So I mm-hmm. do get easily pushed into that like anxiety, paranoia, uncomfortable feeling. Um, but now that I know how to dose it, it's, it's I can use it much more effectively yes. to get mm-hmm. the effects I want without getting me like going over into the dark yeah. side. Yeah, it's all about the dose and all about trial and error. That's so important. Exactly. So tell us really quick. I don't think we asked, where are you calling us from? Uh, I'm based in Marblehead, Massachusetts. Okay, so very cool. And didn't it just recently put it, become legal? Is it recreationally legalized in Massachusetts? Yeah, we have, we've had a medical program for several years. Um, and then adult youth went through, uh, in the, not the election, the election before it was like one of the good things that came out of the election was, um, Massachusetts, uh, approved adult use. And now there's a really big, um, market here. It's great. All right. You know, we're into terpenes, which is why we're jamming with Nevada's terpene rich, naturally flavored cannabis oil vaporizers that allow you to curate your high with their body mind series. Six experiences that range from full mind to full body. Sob, tell our listeners about the flavors. So each experience has a supporting flavor profile like strawberry, tangerine, tropical, lime, blueberry, and wild grape. The strawberry one is my favorite right now and it's good for being creative and working and helps me focus. And the wild grape is awesome for sleep and relief for me personally. Whether you're a seasoned smoker or someone new, everyone should be able to enjoy the full spectrum of wellness, mindfulness, and fun that cannabis can bring to life. Nevada will be available in the Oklahoma market on September 3rd and stay tuned for dispensary drops. We talk about this brand called 1906 very often. Have you heard of those there? They just recently launched. Did they? What is it called again? I'm sorry. It's called 1906. So it's like mindful. It's like little drops and Brandon and I swear, swear by them. So Oklahoma was the second state that they released in. And the rep that I'm actually friends with from Oklahoma just recently moved to Massachusetts. And so I think they're, they launched there, but it's like mindful consumption. So there's six different kinds of, they're pills essentially, but they call them drops. They call them drops. The brand's 1906 new highs. And so it's meant to be like mindful consumption. So like Brandon and I use the goes before we work out as pre-workout and it's, it's CBD THC ratios, five milligrams and Mm -hmm. under and then, but it's mixed with plant medicine from Asia, which is really cool. But um, that's a really cool brand you should check out. I think you would be, you would really like that because it's big on microdosing and it's not meant to f- make you feel high, mm-hmm. but fill those holes. Right, exactly. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I will definitely look them up. But, um, okay, so our next question, um, when it comes to the cannabis plant, what area would you say you're most passionate about or fascinated with? Um, let's see, do you mean... I mean, personally, and you can let me know if I'm like totally like mm-hmm. crazy Ivaning with this question. Um, I get a little obsessed once I get interested in something, which is why I like smoked weed. And now I own you know, a CBD company. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I tend to take it a little too far. So actually, you know, speaking of 1906, I'm currently um, pursuing an adult use product manufacturing and retail license here in my hometown um, so I can create new products. So I guess. Somewhere in there, you know, in a past life, I must have been some kind of like doctor or healer or something like that. I just love coming up with formulations that do like multi-pronged approaches. What other herbs, what other, That's cool. that you know, oil really cool. uh-huh. ingredients, yeah, can we pull together? Um, so I think that formulation mm-hmm. and trying to figure out a really, really wellness focus, like trying to figure out how do I tweak things so people, I can really make the product very accessible um, mm-hmm. and they're really 
strictly for wellness because there's such an interesting kind of gap between medical use and, and like adult use marijuana where right. the medical use, you, know, you have to get a card, you have to sign up, the whole thing. And as women, like we're really conditioned to not complain and to suck it up. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people won't want to crumble bother their doctors. And that was me with sleep. I didn't want to bother my doctor. So the adult use market gives people an opportunity to come in and learn about how cannabis can help them with their overall wellness. And so a lot of times when people either need or want the THC, you know, this will give me an opportunity to offer them similar products, but with the THC factored in. That's really cool. I, it's so fascinating how people can do that. I feel like you're well, a herbalist. Stu- yeah, you're like a <laughs> wizard, like just doing your thing over there. It's so interesting. I feel like I don't have the... I'm more of a creative, so for me to put together stuff on a computer is so easy. But for me to do what you're doing and turn around and try and figure that out, that's so, like, I can't even fathom trying to do that. So it's so interesting hearing your perspective on that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all just about kind of, like, what clicks in your brain. And Mm -hmm. then the fact that I was really lucky. I actually had a physical storage for um, almost two years, which I closed during COVID, but it gave me the opportunity to talk to, like, thousands and thousands of people because they were coming through my store. So... You know, just really hearing people and like mm-hmm. being inspired by how cannabis has helped them as well as like understanding like how much some people are suffering, especially now with COVID, it's terrible. Just really like motivates me to try to figure out like how do we mm-hmm. help people feel better? Because people awesome. are, a lot of people are really circling the drain right now. It's terrible. Yes. And you would never know. Yeah. Right. So would you say that cannabis is something that you're pretty open with like in your own household if you have kids or anything? Yeah, so I have, when I got into the industry, my kids are pretty young, you know, like between, you know, 9 and 12. Okay. Um, now they're 15 and 17, but I am, um, they're actually younger than that. You know, my whole thing is alcohol will kill you, and we drink in front of our kids, mm-hmm. and we go into the liquor store, and that's not an issue. Um, right. So, to me, it's a little bit frustrating that cannabis has such a stigma, and again, the fact that, you know, roots are in you know, racism and the whole thing makes it that much more frustrating. Um, but to me, you know, I think it's important for my kids to know that it has its place. Yes. And if you can't sleep or you're struggling, you know, it is another tool in your toolkit in addition to, you know, meditation or doing, you know, a hobby or exercising or something like right. that. Mm-hmm. So it gives me the opportunity to, you know, it's not stigmatized in my house. And then if it's something like, oh, it's, you know, it's around, it's something mom uses, then it's not as, like, exciting. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, they're less likely to kind of see it that way, which I think has been really helpful. Yes, absolutely. That's a good perspective for that sure. Is. It's so interesting. So you, what, what did you do before you got into the cannabis space? So I was, um, I worked at FedEx for years. Um, and then I left FedEx to move back because I was in Memphis to move back up to New England where my family is, mm-hmm. my husband's family, um, and worked at a couple of uh, startups. But my background's really much more in technology and operations. Okay. So cool. jumping into cannabis was like a really, really big pivot for me. Yeah, I was going to say, um, what's that? What was that transition like for you? You know, it's interesting. I see from like strictly a business perspective on the pro side, I worked at a fortune 50 company that was extremely heavily regulated. So, you know, there's so many rules about cannabis, even hemp, like, you know, there's a lot of advertising you can't do and social media hates you. And you, you know, you have mm-hmm. trouble getting credit card processors. And so working in a really heavily regulated industry wasn't something it didn't make 
me scared of it. And mm-hmm. I've been able to successfully operate in the heavily regulated industry because I have that experience and get things done. Mm-hmm. Now that said, I have peers in the industry who have, you know, experience in consumer packaged goods and natural products, and they know what expos to go and they know, you know, the buyers at Whole Foods and that kind of thing. So not having experience in the industry has, or in like adjacent or similar industries mm-hmm. has definitely um, been something that slowed me down. Interesting. Okay. So, okay. So I was checking out your website, Angela, and I must say it's beautifully put together. And something I've read and really loved that stood out to me was we get you because we are you for women by women. Elaborate on why your company is so woman focused and why that's important to you. You know, and I said it before, like as women, we have just such a different perspective. Women are, For sure. you know, a lot of times do assume the caretaker role and we will, we're really conditioned to put everybody else's needs in front of ours, which a lot of times means by the end of the day, like you're, you're exhausted, you're, you know, you start to get resentful, you know, when you give, give, give and you get nothing back. So mm-hmm. You know, I think for women, this was my opportunity to give back and also like try to empower other women to, you know, take control of your wellness and prioritize it and kind of be like, you know, I was you. I was the person who just kept giving and didn't want to complain to their doctor and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I've kind of been like, you know what, I'm, I'm, that's not acceptable to me anymore. And that's really the message I try to put out to women. And also women and men, especially as you age, have very, very different health concerns. Yes. Um, and certain drugs and even medical conditions like heart disease presents very differently in women than it does in men. So most of the trials are, are done on men. Um, so, you know, those medications and stuff or those therapies don't necessarily work as well on women. So that was part of the frustrating thing too, is just women in healthcare in general mm-hmm. just don't yeah. have, the representation isn't there. And there aren't a lot of solutions for women, especially when you start hitting, you know, menopause and around your period, there's mm-hmm. a lot of care about, you know, from the minute you get pregnant till you have that baby. Right. But other than that, women's health is like very myopic. Yeah. You're kind of like and on your really own. Me too. Exactly. Wow. You know, and I watch my daughter struggling with things and I'm like, you know, I know other women are struggling with that too. And, you know, you basically go through, you know, reverse puberty when you're, you know, you start getting into your forties and fifties mm-hmm. and, it just annoyed me that there was nothing for women. I was like, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. My yeah. products are going to be for women. I yeah. love that. That's I love your cool. passion. Yeah, that's it's important to have people like you pushing for women because that's how we get ahead and have more opportunities for mm-hmm. women, but also more mm-hmm. products for women to succeed in their life and get further. Right. So, right, exactly. And, and that's the other thing. It's like, and it's not just I'm a woman and this is my company and the products are formulated for women, but... Mm-hmm the hemp farmers that I buy from are women. The product manufacturers that make my products are women-owned. So it's also just like getting that depth. Yes. Then as my company does well, I'm pulling along all these other women Um, with me. You're living by what you really believe in and sharing the love. Yeah. I love that. I love it. You know, all boats ride with the tide. So, yeah. Mm. That's awesome. So you guys have a lot of different products to choose from, like edibles, topicals, oils, balms, creams, and more. What would you say is one of the most populars and why? And following that question, I'm just curious personally, what was your first product that you ever released? So the first product 
that I ever released was actually a topical bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because I hurt my shoulder doing something dumb at, at the gym. Um, and at the time, you could get a lot of extracts. It was even actually hard to find extracts that were like hemp extracts that were made in the U.S., let alone like anything that was actually like a finished product that wasn't just an extract. Right. So my first product was a balm that I made for my shoulder. It was like an icy hot type of balm. And that slowly evolved. And now, and it included arnica in it and some essential oils that, you know, kind of gave it that icy hot sensation. Mm-hmm. So that slowly evolved into what is now. My, it used to be called Relief Balm, and now it's my Rest Balm. It includes Arnica, Magnesium, Calendula, um, as well as CBD. So it can, you know, help with your joints. It can help with nerves, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, there was still – people are much more comfortable talking about CBD now than they were two years ago when I opened my store. But, you know, when people are really worried because it still carries that cannabis stigma, a topical is a great place to start because you're not ingesting it. You're just putting it on your skin. You don't like it. You can stop. Not a big deal. That was like a really easy way for me to start Mm -hmm. um, and encourage people to at least start trying CBD. Right. I love that. That's really cool. So here's a question I have. So I think of when I'm talking to you, I think of my mom because she is that woman that takes care of everyone else but not herself. And Mm -hmm. she often declines her body and her needs for my grandma and my dad. So as somebody, and we're minorities, and so even just there's still that stigma, although I'm in the process of breaking it and they're so much more open, her getting her to use cannabis. My mom is also very sensitive and she takes a ton of medicine for different things. Do you find women that are very similar and how do you help kind of bridge that gap to get them to use CBD? What's usually, you said bombs, but like other, to get them a little bit deeper, what's usually the best way for you, you know, to like get them to be like, okay, I'm open. Let's, let's, yeah, let's try a little like regimen, you know, because with my mom, it's like pulling teeth to get her to even consume something. And the one time she did, of course, she did it on an empty stomach. And so her, she had a bad experience and, it was mostly THC, not so much CBD. But um, how do you do that? How do you bridge that gap between women who are like super, super hesitant, but you can see that they desperately need cannabis in their life? Yeah, so it's, there, there are two approaches I take, and it kind of differs between what is what they're telling me is like their biggest problem. If they, if I ask them what their biggest problem is, and they're pointing to a part of their body, then that's easy. It's topical. Mm-hmm. It's not a big commitment. You're not ingesting it. So it's, it's like a lot more approachable for people. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you so many times I'd be like, here, try this bomb on your knee. And then like three weeks later, they're ending like, okay, I'm ready to try those gummies or whatever mm-hmm. is next. Cause they realize that it really does work. Um, for people who, you know, where you have an issue like sleep or stress or something where ingesting is really, really going to be your best bet. Mm-hmm. Um, I just tell people, Hey, all you have to do is it's, it's one jar. You take one chew a night for 30 days. If it helps you, amazing. Now you have a natural solution made with organic ingredients, you know, the whole thing, and it solved your problem. If not, you've just got something else to cross off the list. And go, now you can go on and try something else. So finding out, like, what doesn't help is just as useful as finding mm-hmm. out what does help. And so that's kind of what I try to do is, like, almost time box it a little bit. Like just because I'm suggesting you take these doesn't mean you have to take them for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Try for a month. And that seems to make people like a little bit easier to get their head wrapped around it. Mm -hmm. It's not nearly as big of a, you know, commitment when you really think about it that way. Yeah. That's really cool. Cause I feel like, especially for 
so I'm a bud tender in Oklahoma City and I see a lot of older people, a lot of older women starting to be more open-minded. Obviously we're in the Bible Belt, so a little bit closed-minded here. Um, but it's, I love when the women come in and it's, we have these conversations. It's about trial and error and the feedback is so important and, you know, making notes. So I love hearing that you're doing that with CBD because CBD is so there's so much to it because just in how broad it is and how vast it kind of like took over and saturated the market became. So it's, I often hear, well, how do we know if it's good? You, I mean, you right. don't, you're just kind of blindly buying from people online. So I love that even just with your website, like Brianna was saying, I, we love that it's so informative and inviting Welcoming. and yeah, that people can actually like trust you just by your website and that you help hold people's hand through kind of a journey, which is really cool and unique and not offered, especially in the CBD specific world that we found so far. Yeah. I know it's so interesting. People are so used to like living in an Amazon world that they call like all people call like phone number on my website. And when I pick up, they're like, they, they're confused. Like, Oh wait, <laughs> wait, wait. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm the owner of the company. Like I will help you. What questions do you have? Aww, so, that's so cool. It is. It's really personal. But like I would feel comfortable sending my mom to you because, uh, because just because of that, because she can right. reach a human that, and a woman that can help that's around her age that, you know, has gone through some things and can relate in a different way that I can't, or even speak the way that I can't to my mother. Right. And that, I mean, and I think that's that, perspective too of being you know just kind of being a peer mm-hmm. um you know and then I would look at there are a lot of brands that are like really really focused on millennials and you know when I before I started you know making my products the extent that I do now I'm like oh those look cool and then I you know you kind of read the messaging you're like oh maybe those aren't supposed to be for me these people like look really young and they're you know mm-hmm. using slang terms that I have no idea what they are and right. like that yeah. and, you know I don't want to sound like I'm you know a thousand years old or something yeah. like that but having someone that you can relate to and understand yes. your experience yeah it's real life can be very helpful so yeah. helpful so with that what feedback have you gotten from women who have regularly been using your product and how have they seen improvements in their daily life you know sleep has been a really really big issue um it used to be before covid my bestsellers were usually topicals mm-hmm. covid hit and it pivoted so quickly to ingestibles people are like forget it i'm so overwhelmed and mm. like i said with the demographic of um women that i'm i'm usually working with it is they're usually at the very least you know they're obviously trying to take care of themselves they often have a partner they may have you know younger children adult children their parents and so they kind of end up like just being these like you know one-stop shop caregivers um and they really, really just got so overwhelmed. So I just, I reformulated pro- products that I had launched before COVID to really focus in specifically on sleep. Um, and when people start using it, I get a lot of calls and a lot of emails like, oh my God, I can't feel much, I can't believe how much I feel better. Like, I'm so sorry I waited so long. Um, and I think people, like a lot of women feel like they just have to kind of suffer along. And when they start feeling better, just the improvement on their own, you know, mental health and well-being is like, it's, you know, like they completely do a 360, which is great because I just hate the fact that there's so many people out there suffering, um, especially after COVID. And it's so nice that, you know, people are really, really seeing a difference and 
you know, it is great, especially now that I'm e-commerce only, I don't have customers coming through all day, getting like little notes and emails from people saying like how much the products have made a difference and really helps them like just feel so much better on a day-to-day basis is like very rewarding. And very rewarding. Tough time. So your target audience is mostly women, but have you had any feedback from men using your product? Yeah, you know, a lot of women a lot of women will come in and they will be buying for a man, either their father, their, you know, their spouse or whomever, a son. Um, that was really common. And general, and I had in the store, probably in, online too, like I would say 80% of my um, consumers, like my customers are women, but I do have a lot of men. Like the products work for men and women. They're just some like, you know, evening primrose oil and some of the women's health products like those that help balance women's hormones and yes. so that's very helpful for men evening primrose oil has great nutritional value so they get that part of it it's not like they don't work for men right and women are more likely to share so like this works great for me or i really think you need to try this very and true they'll handle the product and you know once something works it's almost like it doesn't really matter so yeah. it's not that i don't make products that work on men it's just that my products are more focused on solutions that women like really need now. Yeah, I, I kind of figured that's what it was. But for anyone listening, I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> so, um, Angela, I love that you have on like your FAQs on like any question on your website that anyone would need, like how to use it. And it's also a very educational brand that you've created. And we love that because we try to strive with the education behind everything we do. What do you think is the most important thing for people to know when they're trying out is a CBD routine? You know, I'll, the questions that I get the most is, will it make you high? Of course. Um, as well as for a lot of people who are using it for sleep, they're like, okay, but, but I have kids at home or I have someone, what if the dog barks or, and I need to let him out or something like that? And I always say, like, this is very different from a drug where, you know, you take a Xanax and you're down. It doesn't matter if, like, you're standing next to a volcano that erupts, like, that's it. Um, you know, so it is, like, very... You can really dial it up and down depending on how much you take, but it never gets you to the point where you're incapacitated. So people feel like a lot more confident going through and trying it when they know, you know, nothing about you is going to change. We just want you to feel better. Mm -hmm. We want you to feel well rested. We want you to feel like uplifted, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's cool that you said nothing about you is going to change because I think that's kind of something in people's minds that they're like, well, what's it going to do to me? Am I going to be able to come back? What am I going to feel like? You know, and it's, it's not all, it's not, doesn't have to be that experience. It can be healing. Right, exactly. And so the whole thing is you're still going to feel like you, but now you're, you know, you're going to feel at ease. You're going to feel rested, you know? So that's the whole, that's a lot of the times what people ask is, you know, how is it really, really going to affect me, especially for ingestibles? Right. I can understand that for sure. So when it comes to breaking the stigma, what do you guys at Kind Lab take pride in doing? You know, we, the educational side of the website is really important to me. Um, at the very least, I had people go in, look at the page and been like, wow, you have a lot of con- content. Clearly, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then they just buy the product. Like they don't even go through it. So it's just, you know, I've, my whole thing is like, I've spent the time. I've spent the time, I go through medical papers. I go through all kinds of literature. I'm always doing all kinds of research to find the best ingredients, whether it's hemp extract or, you know, others like saffron. I'm now like very into saffron because it's great for mood and depression. Um, so my whole thing is like, I've done the research. Mm-hmm. 
to try to make this more accessible to people and also like how I try to word things. Like I said, you know, my products now kind of have like the you well rested or, you know, you uplifted. So people really quickly get their head wrapped around. I think that's good. Quickly. Yeah. A lot more relatable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they can really just kind of tell them in plain words rather than like fancy kind of, you know, existential Mm -hmm. wording and stuff like that, that kind of, I think to a certain extent could like make turn people off a little bit. Right. Um, you know, it's taking that knowledge and trying to translate it into words that make the product and the brand very acceptable. Yes. I love that. Like it's crazy what research and education does for people, you know, like yeah. it just, it, it's so attractive and like going, like you were saying, like being able to see your products and like them being labeled what they are. Mm-hmm. Like it's so much easier to spot like, that's me. That's what I need versus being like, Oh, right. I have to go read about all of this, hop on the Google search, you know, it's just yeah, like, it's, it's overwhelming. so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And especially like what you were saying for the demographic, like 45 and over, like that lost bridge gap between like millennials, you know, and then like mm-hmm. women who just don't know what to do, you know, with their health and their life at the point that they're in. That's just so important research and education. It always comes back around to yeah. that. Yeah. And I mean, to your point with quality, like how do I know it's a good company? You know, on my homepage, I have, a product, one of, a lot of our concentrates are certified organic, like USDA certified organic. And that's another thing I put on there because then at least you know, and the fact that the products are vegan too, mm-hmm. now at least you know, like these are products that I don't make anything I wouldn't give to my children. And that's a much higher bar than I set for myself. Um, with the idea of like, if you come on and look and see something's USDA organic, I'm hoping that you can now make that jump and understand that we only use quality products. Yes, that we're serious. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, I love to hear that. That's ultimately why we're here today. Um, With that being said, Angela, I think this wraps up today's episode. Is there anything that you would like to add before we hop off here? I would say one thing that I always say when people call me and they're looking for help for someone else, if you're a caregiver, don't forget to keep your cup full. I've seen so many people stressing about their parents and their children. I always say, okay, now that we have like your parent or your child or your partner solved, what are we going to do for you? Um, And that's like a huge part of my messaging is women need to make sure they're prioritizing their own health and happiness because you can't fill from an empty cup. Amen. You can say that again. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Thank you so much, Angela. We really appreciate you taking the time to be here with us and share about your brand and your passion. It's really cool to see what you're doing and we, we love it and we support it. And if there's anything we can do to help you, please let us know. Oh, I so appreciate it. It was great talking to you both. Yeah, yes. thank you so much. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Cannabis Hangout. And as always, Brian, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, 
Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.